0: Welcome back to another edition of the conservative daily podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Welcome to the show. A really good show lined up for you today. We're talking abortion, specifically the fight against abortion in the first hour and then the second hour shifting over towards discussing the audits and how the Democrats are pulling their hair out, desperately trying to stop Arizona and other states from auditing their election results you are gonna want to make sure you stick around for the second hour hit that share button let's just get it out of the way hit the share button now because this first hour is going to be emotional it's going to tug at your heartstrings it's going to be it, it's going to be really really good so hit the share button now and then just sit back and watch that way you're not hitting the share button you don't have to hit it later just hit it now get it all out of the way comment um on d live or on d live so feel free to comment feel free to donate lemons we're also on Twitch and conservative-daily.com as well. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest for the first hour to the show, Deb Costello. She's the Interim Executive Director of First Choice Pregnancy Services, the busiest pro-life pregnancy center in the country, located in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. Let's welcome Deb to the show now. Deb, welcome.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: So full disclosure... I sit on the board at First Choice, so I want to make sure I say that just that I, in full ethics, journalistic ethics. I want to make sure I I don't get any reporters out there trying to do gotcha journalism. Um, but I wanted to bring Deb on because that aside, it, it's a fantastic story. What the what the clinic what the center is doing. Um, so why don't you introduce yourself and uh, and tell a little bit about what First Choice does?
1: Well, as My name says here. My name is Deborah Costello. Um, I moved to Las Vegas September of 2004 um, to help start First Choice. So I'm back here in the helm about 17 years later. Um, First Choice was um, established here in Las Vegas across from the busiest abortion clinic here in Southern Nevada. They do abortions up through six months of pregnancy. And uh, we're on a private street here in Las Vegas where you have to pass our facility to get to the abortion clinic. So we are um, the last stop for a lot of um, women who are on their way to abort their babies. Um, Which,
0: which, Which is a big deal because obviously there are a lot of women who come through the center. And 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 they book appointments or, or they just walk in. There's also a lot of women who have abortion appointments, literally a couple doors down on the same street, and they stop at First Choice first. Some of them thinking that that, that it's the abortion center. Some of them just I don't know say, hey, want want to go in here before I spend money over there. Um, the the position has has really been important because yeah, as, as you said, it, it's the last stop before the the abortion clinic. And we what actually has it
1: been like? get we actually get several of those throughout the week I, on um, Friday we had we started our day with two gals that had come in um, that thought they were here for their abortion. One of them did stay and had the ultrasound the other one didn't stay and she left. I would say we get on average about one a day that walks in here thinking they're here for their abortion that Sometimes we're able to speak to and give a free ultrasound and, um, see that mother choose life for her baby instead of death that she had the appointment for. Um, so, so back to- talk
0: about the, talk about, talk about the, the ultrasound, the sonogram, because that's a big part of what first choice does. It's, it's providing that free ultrasound for mothers mother so that they can see their baby inside the womb. For the first time, and it's something that a lot of abortion clinics don't even give them the opportunity to do. Talk about that and then talk about the effectiveness of of, of having a, a woman who is obviously prone to abortion or considering abortion or actually has a abortion scheduled. Talk about how effective it is as a, as a pro-life strategy to show them what their baby looks like.
1: So, one of the advantages we have here at First Choice, a lot of pregnancy centers don't have medical ultrasound on site. We're fortunate and blessed here to be able to have two on site that are pretty much running every day throughout the entire day of our operations here. One of the ways that we do get a lot of the girls to stay is by offering them the free ultrasound and the opportunity to see if they have a viable pregnancy. One in four. Pregnancies ends naturally, so that is a selling point in getting them to take a moment to slow down, get a free ultrasound, and see if there's even a need to pay for that procedure when they might, in fact, have already. Uh, maybe the baby has already passed. Maybe they they don't have a baby that's developed. Um, save them the heartache of making that decision thinking that they took the life of their child later when in fact there was no baby in there at the time
0: yeah so having the ultrasound oh go go ahead keep going go ahead
1: So, so having the ultrasound um is a is a huge blessing and a huge advantage to us um i've been doing this now for about 20 years you definitely see now the change in people the hardness um that sometimes they'll see their ultrasound and they're just still like no i can't we had a gal in here the other day that um had her daughter in here with her and the little kid was like five years old and saw the baby on the screen and said baby and so um i remember when we first opened probably 14 years ago, we had a gal that came in and her baby was sucking the the thumb on the screen. It was a 14-week baby. And she had her sister with her and two of her nieces. And the little kids were sitting there talking about the baby on the screen. And the gal had walked in here thinking we were the abortion clinic. And she saw that image of the baby sucking the thumb and she left here and she said, I just got to do it right away. This is going to make it so much harder for me to do that. Um, and in those instances, we don't always know what the outcome is. It's something that we just have to leave in God's hands to, um, work in that heart once they left here, at least that she left here with, with knowledge, knowing what was within her, um, so that it wasn't a decision that was being made without information.
0: Yeah. And, and, and you sent over a couple of those images of ultrasounds, Mr. Producer, why don't we, why don't we throw a couple of them up one by one? Um, there is yep, there, there's a baby sucking um, his or her thumb. I don't want to misgender the baby and, and get people on my case. Um, there, there you can see the head, the hands, the feet are, are formed in the womb. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to imagine. First of all, I, I don't understand how someone, I, we don't want to be judgmental. I, I get that. But I don't understand how someone could bring their small children to what they believe to be an abortion procedure. And bring them into the, the back room. That that seems like a, a weird a weird place to want to bring your kids. If if there's ever a time, I guess, for for a, a daycare or a babysitter, you'd think that would be it. But it, it's hard. obviously it, it's uplifting that, that people see their baby on the screen and, and they recognize that it's a living human being and, and they and they have a change of heart it's also sad but to, to to think that there are people who look at that like you just said that story and and they leave and they're like okay i'm still going to do it um but i, I mean you, you can't win every single one of these fights you gotta you gotta fight as hard as you can on each one um i i, I still can't get over that it, it it's it's and, stunning to and me and ultimately
1: and ultimately and those i was telling some of the girls here the other day because it is a struggle when you when you work in this industry um And you get attached to some of these girls and your heart goes out to that baby. And um, probably about a year and a half before I moved out here to start First Choice, um, I was at a pregnancy center across the street in Kansas. And there was a gal that walked in to the center with her mom. Um, She was 16 years old. In Kansas, thankfully, they do have a waiting period for 24 hours, which Nevada has no waiting period. You can walk in and do it at the same appointment. And there also you have to um, give developmental information that shows the progression of the baby developing. So this gal walked in with her mom and um, we did the pregnancy test. I didn't have ultrasound there, but they watched an abortion video and they left and they walked out and they walked into the abortion clinic. And I sat there and I thought, Lord, like, what did I not say that I could have said? And I started second guessing myself. And I went to church that Sunday and my pastor was talking about the King's heart being in the Lord's hand and he takes it and he moves it where he wants it to go. And I said, okay, I need to stop carrying this home with me. Like the outcome is not in my control. And about a year and a half later that girl walked into my office again with a nine month old kid on her hip. And she said, do you remember me? And I said, yeah. And I said her name. Cause it was like, just, etched in my mind. And yeah. she said, yeah, this is the baby like I was pregnant with. I went home because I would call and they wouldn't answer. Nobody would return calls. And so I just figured, you know, maybe they went forward with the abortion. And she said, I went home and that night after watching that video you had, I just couldn't go through with it the next day. And so she had ended up keeping that baby. She had got married. She was pregnant again and she was bringing a friend in for a test. And I'm really thankful for that because that helped set a precedent early on for me to know that we might have a lot of interactions with these girls that come in and we might not know the outcome when they leave here, but there are many girls like that gal who, who have gone home with the information they have. And God has worked in their hearts outside of this place. And, um, many have chosen lives for their, for their babies. We're just unaware of.
0: Yeah. I, I want to dive deeper into the faith aspect because obviously uh, the clinic is a medical clinic. You have the the, the sonogram machines um, and you have staff who are fully trained in it. I want to get into the religious aspect. But before I do, take a real quick break and remind everyone that this podcast is brought to you by Berna Technologies. Burna Technologies, the leader in non-lethal self-defense te- uh, firearms. Well, not firearms, weapons. Their live safe motto is to provide cus- consumers with an affordable device that will protect them without having to take the life of whoever is trying to attack them. The, it starts at just $359, which might sound expensive, but considering how much guns cost these days, that's pretty affordable. And it allows people to protect themselves without having to take a life. The Burn HD is not a firearm, but an incredibly powerful and effective self-defense device that uses pepper, pepper, and gas, and kinetic hard plastic projectiles that will subdue an assailant for up to 20 minutes, giving its user enough time to escape with an effective range of 66 feet, the Burna HD is more effective than pepper spray or stun guns that have an effective range of 10 feet or less. Currently adopted by law enforcement and private security firms across the U.S. to de-escalate stressful situations before having to resort to legal me- lethal means, over 50,000 consumers across the country have chosen the Burna HD as their self-defense option. Sean Hannity, is a loyal customer, has them featured on his show all the times. and and they don't pay for it. And he describes his experience as a Burna HD owner by saying, I've been telling people I recently purchased the Burna HD. You hit someone with it and it instantly stops them, but doesn't kill them. So make sure you go to their website, www.burna.com, B-Y-R-N-A.com, and use promo code CONSERVATIVE10, all one word, to receive a 10% discount on your purchase. Cannot be combined with any other offers or bundles. Again, that's B-Y-R-N-A.com and use promo code CONSERVATIVE10. So, Deb, you... I, what sets first first choice aside from from just a regular pregnancy clinic, is is the ministry part of it, the the faith part of it, where where you, where you sit down and and you and you preach the gospel, you you share the word with with women who come in. Obviously, if they're comfortable with it, if they're not comfortable with it, then they're not comfortable with it. But talk about the religious aspect, the faith aspect, and and obviously the ultrasound machine. We'll probably talk about that again. is very important. But talk about the faith part of it and and the successes that the clinic has had with that
1: yeah um we realize that um unless there is the faith component that is dealt with the that mother without changing her life and coming to know the lord that mother is likely to continue to make choices and live a life that will result in the same situation she finds herself here so um a lot of these girls you know they will claim a religion, um, but they really don't have any religious background. Um, some of them do go to church. Some of them are active members, but a lot of them come from backgrounds that, you know, they're just seeking out love in all the wrong places. They don't know that Jesus is the ultimate contentment and the person that will love them and be that friend to them that they're looking for. And so they come in here. We have, um, different counselors here from different backgrounds um, that a lot of our, our counselors have backgrounds that land them here volunteering with us. And those, those backgrounds they come from in a lot of ways, people might think they're negative, but they are in many ways a positive because it helps these girls relate and identify with people who have been situations they find themselves in now. And to see, you know, that they've, They've found forgiveness, they've found hope, um, they've moved on with their lives in ways that um, many of them might not see possible for them at that moment. So it gives us the opportunity to talk to them about the Lord, um, encourage them to get into a church. Some of the girls, I was talking to one of our sonographers the other day, and she was telling me, we go to the same church, she was telling me, yeah, there's 12 girls at our church um, that come off and on that are all from first choice. (laughs) And I said, really? Like, I knew a couple of them there um, that I've seen that I knew were from down here, but I didn't realize that she has, she does a really good job of keeping in contact with a lot of the girls that really touch her when she's doing ultrasounds. And she's like, yeah, we have 12 girls that come to." The church so it gives us an ability not only to um, speak on behalf of that baby in the womb speak life but to see ladies lives be transformed um, give their lives to Jesus and pursue their lives with their families in a way that will give a great outcome compared to the course they were on
0: I mean it, 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 it's powerful testimony, because obviously you got, you guys have them in the building for a very short amount of time. Um, some shorter than others, some are, or walk in, realize it's not the abortion clinic, they walk out, but any, any, any effect you can have w- is only amplified by getting them to pursue Jesus or, or religion on their own time. Right. So it, it's almost like the ultimate homework assignment where you, you guys can minister them in, in the clinic. But then when they go out and, and they go to church, that lesson just keeps getting repeated and repeated and repeated. And uh, it, it's definitely a component that that obviously makes the whole mission more successful, which the goal is to save babies' lives. And, it, yeah, it, and it's, just it's like, put in perspective.
1: Just like the other day, I saw one of the exit surveys um, that one of our counselors had after. And the girl just um thanked her for for praying with her how she just felt so much better at peace with um where she was headed now with her decision she had changed her mind um but it's it's the taking the time to do small little things like that to pray with them um to to encourage them and tell them that you're going to love them through whatever the decision they make maybe they are going to have an abortion and they can come back here later and we can give them post-abortion information um, to help with the healing process that they're going to have to go through after having made that choice. We had one that came that was in here the other day that has said that she has come back to us repeatedly every time she got has gotten pregnant um, because we're always good to her and how we treat her. And she said we're, we're always very kind to her and she's given up several babies for adoption as a result of coming here. Um, adoption definitely isn't on the top list of people anymore you know abortions become so acceptable and such a quick fix yeah. to your problems that um it's a little bit harder to encourage people to do that plus a lot of people just are very uneducated on on what adoption is a lot of people think you're just handing your baby over to the government, and they're placing their your baby with somebody, and you have no control on that. Um, so there's definitely a lack of education. But um, you know, there's there's many different. I have stories I could share all day, all day long. But that is just one that you know. Every time she gets pregnant, she comes back to us. Ideally, we wish she wouldn't be pregnant every time and that she would change her her choices, um, follow the Lord and have a different heart change. But um, that's not the case, but she still feels comfortable every time returning back to us and helping us guide her through her decision process.
0: Well, I love, it's not the official slogan, but it might as well be that first choice in Las Vegas is underneath the roof of the clinic is the safest place anywhere on earth for an unborn child the numbers are staggering um I, I know that this month's numbers haven't been added to the total yet but when i was looking at it it was over 36 i believe 47 babies saved that's 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 huge and and that's not just total women served because you guys you guys through the exit survey and through questionnaires and whatnot you are able to identify people who are coming in there for for uh, maternity care and have no intention of of going forward with an abortion, and the abortion minded or the ab- abortion vulnerable, so you're able to separate that. So that's not even the total number of babies that have been um, that have been not treated, but but gone through the center. Over thirty six thousand yeah. babies born to women who went into that center wanting an abortion and came out choosing life. That is, I've never heard a number that high at any other pregnancy center um, which is, it's, it's amazing. It it, it speaks to the good work that the clinic does. And I want to remind everyone, oh, I haven't even said it yet. Um, the clinic needs help, um, right now more than probably ever before. Um, so with everything going on with the economy and and the lockdowns and everything, it's been really hard to raise money, really hard to have in-person banquets, um, to raise money. So we do have a a link in the description. I post it in the comment sections. If you, can if you feel comfortable doing so please do consider donating to first choice you can do it at donate.firstchoicefriendslv.org um and uh it, it is a it is a non so that it is tax deductible um so if you if you can donate please do consider donating they really need the help i i want to talk about some of the stories because Mm-hmm. One, of, one of the worst parts about missing out on the banquets is, is the stories, the heart-wrenching stories, but also the uplifting stories. There's one that, that comes to mind of a woman who came into the center and she had, I believe, taken an abortion pill. And, and this is something that's been happening a lot lately. There's been a shift away from surgical abortions towards medically, uh, pharmaceutically induced abortions to taking the abortion pill. She is taking the abortion pill, but she had second thoughts, and she wanted to reverse it. And what you guys found during the ultrasound was pretty stunning. Do you want to tell that story?
1: Yeah. So uh, we've had a lot of abortion pill reversals right now, so I'm not sure which one you're on, but I'll share oh. just a couple. Um, well, the,
0: the one where there, there were twins. It was, it was the twins. You know, you know what the, I'm, what the, I'm talking about? Yeah. And- yeah yeah i'm not
1: sure if i remember all the details of that Ah. one but we did we did have one the other day well we actually had two in the last week um the one had been here earlier in may and then three weeks later she decided to do the pill because you know a lot of abortion clinics have gone to doing the pill away from surgical during corona so a lot of them have just been taking the pill for the first 10 weeks which is way crazy when you think about how they used to only prescribe it to like six to eight weeks. Um, So we had one other day that took it and then she called here and said she'd taken it that morning and started having anxiety attacks and wanted to know if we could help her reverse that. So we called our doctor and she called the pharmacy, prescribed the stuff that she needed. Um, Then we had another one a couple days later. We did have another one in here on Friday or Saturday that had paid $600 for the pill had taken it and then um didn't follow up with them as she was supposed to after hadn't had any like signs that she had miscarried and so she came in here to see if she was still pregnant or not and we scanned her the other day and she was 14 weeks pregnant and so she saw her baby on there and that it had survived and that it was a big baby wow. now and so she ended up changing her mind to keep it but we, we are seeing a lot more abortion reversal pills. That's something that's definitely being pushed and marketed in the abortion industry. Um, that we have the opportunity. We're the only facility in town that I'm aware of that does the abortion pill reversals. So um, yeah. we get the, not, the national hotline that refers to us for ladies that call them wanting to have the abortion pill reversal. Um, so, yeah, we're doing a lot of different yeah. stuff down here yeah. on that front.
0: And, and you think about it, you just imagine I don't anyone who gets an abortion. I, I don't judge them. I, I don't I don't hate them. I, I, I feel very sorry because we you, me, we've talked to a lot of people who've made this decision and, and regretted it their entire life, right, regretted their entire life and wish that they could go back and, and change that decision with the, with the technology available now to actually reverse a, a, an abortion pill. You, you if if you go through with that, which yeah, you're right, a, a lot of abortion clinics are now doing the pill way because, yeah, they couldn't have people in the waiting rooms for longest times. Lots of states are actually trying to let doctors prescribe abortion pills without even having a face-to-face in-person contact where they like they wheel in this like this TV screen and you talk to the doctor who's in some other state and he prescribes it and out pops the pills. Y- you know, we've all talked to people who've had abortions and regret it their whole life. I, I can't imagine the heartbreak that would be going through women who take the pill and then immediately regret it, right? Immediately regret it. Like, oh, I just made a huge mistake. It, it, it's almost like what you what you hear from people who have jumped off of a bridge or jumped off a building because they wanted to end their life. They jump mm-hmm. and the minute that, that their feet leave that railing, they immediately regret the decision. But in, in that situation, it's it's too late. It's amazing that the technology has advanced to the point where it's not 100 percent, but it's possible to reverse mm-hmm. a, an abortion pill. It's, it's just so uplifting. And and if there's any evidence that we've maybe turned a corner and being able to being able to, to, to save lives, I mean, that, that's the ultimate save because without that technology, without the ability to to reverse it, it's it's too late. It, it's
1: that. I was just I, saying the I, other I day. As man continues to 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 create all these evil methods of ways they can do these things, um, thankfully there's the other ones on the other side who are able to counter the evil that these people make up, and so it is pretty amazing that that if you do take that pill, I just was sitting here talking to them the other day after we had the gal call here in a panic. Um, just to try and put myself in the shoes of somebody like that to be pregnant and to take that pill and then just to have an anxiety attack of realizing like, I actually took the plunge and I swallowed this pill to kill my baby. Yeah, um, what that must feel like and then to, to be having the panic attack and all that stuff. It's just really crazy to think that that's where we are now that we can just take a pill and do that. Um, thankfully, her baby. Yeah thus far has survived and looks like it's going to be fine.
0: Uh, it's excellent news. And there was an article I saw today, really uplifting. Uh, I don't know if you've saw it. You, you probably have seen this. You're on a lot of email chains. Go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. Um, this is, comes out of Minneapolis, the world's most premature baby to survive mm-hmm. celebrates his first birthday. So this was a baby born at exact, I believe exactly 21 weeks. And doctors peg this baby's chance of survival at zero percent. Now, obviously, born that mm-hmm. premature, you're, it's going to be a, a rough road, right? It's, it's going to be a lot of challenges. But life is life. And to see that we've advanced to a point where a baby can be born at 21 weeks and survive, it, it should change the whole discussion. And we go ahead and take down my mm-hmm. screen, Mr. Producer. It should change the whole discussion because Roe versus Wade roe versus wade was decided decades ago and, and you look at you look at a 1970s hospital and, and put it up against today's modern medicine you think the 1970s hospital was a third world country that's not to, to criticize medicine in the 1970s but it's, it really is night and day of, of what of what pediatricians what doctors what surgeons could do to save premature babies and the whole idea yeah. of of viability that abortion is okay after the point of viability. That's what the Supreme Court says. Uh, Sorry, before the point of viability. Viability is the point at which a baby can survive outside of the womb with or without medical assistance. They say that before that point of viability, abortion is okay, but they've never moved the point of viability ever. So we're stuck in a 1970s definition of viability where modern medicine is now pushing that earlier and earlier and earlier. And now we see that, yes, at 21 weeks gestation, exactly. It, it's not easy. It's difficult. And it, it's obviously not preferable, but life is life. And, and if we can move it back, it, it's a huge, it, it's a huge advancement. Oh, we got the figurines. I want to show
1: these. I, I don't know <laughs> if everybody can see them, but these are, um, other side. these are, uh, am I going to the wrong side?
0: Yeah. Put them right in oh, front of your there face. You there go. you go. <laughs>
1: These are some so of the life us- babies that we use mm-hmm. down here. Um, oh, I'm on the wrong side. So this uh, this baby right here is the life size of a seven-week baby. This one is eight weeks. Then we have a nine weeks and a ten weeks. And so we will show girls. We'll take them out of here and let them hold to see what exactly their baby looks like, Feel about the weight of it. We have a 12-week here that's just a little bigger than those. And then we have here the um, 20 week. We had this one here recently. We had a couple that came in here um, from Ethiopia. They were a married couple, had a couple little kids and they were dead set on having an abortion. They thought they were at the abortion clinic. And so we ended up getting through the consultation, um, telling them we would give them ultrasound if they would like to stay that we were at the abortion clinic. And we gave them this baby and told them, this is the size of your baby right now. And the guy held it and he just freaked out and was like, told his wife, we could not do that. That is too big of a baby. Um, and so it's amazing. Just even, even Saturday morning, we had three girls in here that were all abortion, um, wanted abortions. And it's amazing when you show them the life, one of them was a married gal um she had a bible verse tattooed on her abdomen actually when we went back for ultrasound um she was married had a little child and wanted an abortion she just didn't feel like she was ready for a second child yet and so her husband was fine either way she wanted to go um but we started talking to her about abortion procedures and if she knew anything about them and she said she didn't um she just she wasn't really for abortion as a form of birth control but didn't realize that was really what she was doing herself. And so she ended up being in between the two of these babies. Um, She was about 15 weeks. And so just the, the power of educating people, a lot of people, you know, they've bought the lie and they've heard the thing that it's just a blob of tissue. There's no heartbeat. There's nothing to it. There's nothing to be connected to. And um, unfortunately, a lot of churches have failed and, And really hitting the head on the nail on the head with that in that aspect um, that you can have people in your churches. I mean, there's they say half of all people in churches have had abortions. Um, And so, back to what Max said a little while ago, we don't condemn anybody who has, um, we have sympathy for those who have. We encourage people to get into a post abortive counseling and work through that because in Christ, there is forgiveness and we want everybody to experience that. And I also say, you know, if you have suffered um, a loss of a pregnancy or you've had an abortion, um, use those situations in your life as a way to help others through those processes that they're going through. Um, It's better to use those in a way that God has brought you through those to encourage people than for it to just be a a sucky event that's transpired in your life that has no meaning or purpose. Um, The counselors we have down here who are post-abortive, God uses them in mighty ways down here um, because they can go in there with no condemnation, having done that themselves and walk the girls through what that's like um, to make that choice and live with that choice. And, um, so, so for any of your listeners who are watching that might have that, check in with your local pregnancy center. A lot of them will have referrals to Rachel's Vineyard or different um, post-abortive retreats that are excellent places to, to go and kind of start the healing process. Some people don't think they need healing from that until they actually start talking about it no. and realize that they haven't dealt with it. Um, but your sad story um, it doesn't end there. It could be the beginning of a very powerful story in helping many other people that you can reach that a lot of us can't reach in the way you can.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I remember when I was there last, I was talking with some of the staffers and they told me that the most stolen item in the clinic is a- is actually those, those figurines. That women will see the figurines and they will take them home with them, which which seems like like a strange thing. It seems like, oh, they're they're stealing. You want to stop that. But it's Mm -hmm. one of those things where you stop and listen about it. If they're considering abortion, that's what you want them. That's one of the things you want them to take home. You want them to take home that figurine showing the different points of gestation to to show them that it's not just, as you said, a clump of cells. It's not just um, some amorphous non-human. It's a baby. And uh, it, it's always been really interesting to me that, that that is stolen so frequently that the clinic has yeah. to buy a ton of them. But it, it's this one of those little, tests that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This little one is a 12 week baby. So every girl that we have with the positive test, she gets to take one of these babies home oh, oh, with yeah. her. Um, So we're doing that now. We still have issues with Touch of Life babies because they're pretty – it's pretty (laughs) incredible, actually, the Touch of Life babies. But one of these babies always goes home with anybody who's positive, um, so they don't have to. As well as we get a bag um, that has a blanket, a little outfit in it, maybe a pair of knitted booties that different people – there's like some groups that knit booties and blankets. So that when they leave here, they leave here with a baby, and a baby bag just to kind of um you know the reality of you you have a baby what are you doing with your baby the choice is yours um if you're going to use this stuff for your baby or you know
0: yeah well do something i I, want to tell i want to tell everyone that um it's been it's been weird with coronavirus with with how vegas has acted all the shutdowns the lockdowns obviously it's hurt vegas a lot not having a lot of tourism Um, I go to Vegas usually every year. Lots of people go to Vegas for work trips, for conferences, or or whatnot. I want to tell everyone that, yes, we posted the link to donate to First Choice. Donate.firstchoicefriendslv.org. Link is in the description in the comment section. But, Mr. Brewster, go ahead. Go to my screen. If you go to that page, yes, you can make a one-time donation. You can make a monthly donation. But you can also come visit and take a tour. That's something that um, we haven't done a ton, and we started rolling it out right before Right as COVID was hitting, but if you're going to be in Vegas, right? If, if you're going to be in Vegas for gambling or whatnot, there's nothing better than to offset some of that vice and sin um, by taking a tour and visiting and just seeing the clinic firsthand. Um, so you can um, enter your information, let them know, and and they'll email you, and and you can you can plan a tour. Now it might not work; they might be slammed, and they may say, "I'm really sorry, we're slammed." But um it, it, if, if you happen to be in the area and, and you want to see the clinic firsthand um, there's really no more powerful yeah. experience than the walk through it.
1: We're only half half a mile if that off the strip so we're right off the strip. So if you're on the strip we're yeah. really close you can walk over here.
0: And that's something that's always stuck out to me where I mean obviously first choice would be the busiest pregnancy center in the country because it's it's in Las Vegas and if, if you're going to think, if you're going to imagine a city in the country where you would have women in in crisis or or women considering abortion from unplanned pregnancies i imagine that most people would put las vegas up on up on the list just because of the culture of las vegas tourism talk about that because i i've i've heard i don't know if we want to talk about the the scary stories where where pimps are bringing women in thinking it's an abortion clinic and the pimp wants them to get an abortion but they don't What, what how is the las vegas aspect of it because obviously there's it's it's different being in las vegas talk a a bit about that and how that has has kind of shaped the overall yeah you
1: know it's a it's a whole nother animal out here versus coming from the midwest i mean you have um the shows down the strip you know a lot of those people come from other countries um, I've had some that have come in here. I can't be pregnant doing my acrobatic stuff, and then you just have the the sex trafficking industry um, that's large. You know, they recruit a lot of gals from the Midwest, um, come uh, bringing them out here just with the the big light, this big city in the lights. You know, and um, I know when I first started here, I had one that that was a, a prostitute and. She didn't want to tell me how many abortions she had had at first, and she'd had she had a 10-year-old, she had a 2-year-old, and she'd had one miscarriage, she told me. And then when we started talking, she eventually told me that she'd had 10 abortions. And um, you know, it's hard to believe that people that have had that many abortions can still carry a baby long enough to have an abortion, but it's not uncommon out here once you start um, working in Las Vegas to find a lot of women who've had multiple abortions, um, just as their form of birth control. When you, when you talked about, you know, the pimps and all that, we have such a variety of girls that come in here. Some are street walkers, you know, some are higher end. Um, we actually had a guy come down here the other day that we had given his wife referral list. Um, she had been in an abusive relationship with him. And so we gave her the resources to get out um, and get away from that. She was pregnant. And so the information we gave her, um, she was able to get out of the situation and he knew that we had given her the information. And so he showed up down here, upset about it. Um, and so that is, uh, a good thing that we are able to do is to provide a lot of community resources to those who feel trapped in situations um, that they would like to get out of, that maybe they feel are, is hopeless and they have no resources to escape those. Um, so yeah, we. I'll, I'll walk you briefly. I know we're running out of time probably, but I'll, I'll briefly walk are, people through bit. what we do. Um, So when people arrive here, they sign in and then we take them back to a counseling room. Um, The majority of um, our staff here is volunteer driven. We have about six staff members. Um, We have about 30 awesome volunteers who come in and give between four to eight hours of their day um, serving the women that come through our doors. So they take them to a counseling room we fill out an intake form. Um, Based on that information, they have a conversation with them. Um, Some of of them are able to have spiritual conversations with them. Some don't want to, so we respect those and we move past that. Um, Just kind of assess their situation, um, find out what types of resources they might need that they don't know are available to them. If they don't have medical insurance, we give them all the information in a verification form so that they can go get Medicaid, WIC. Um, Something that I even learned recently that I was surprised, if you're cash and carry at one of the hospitals down here, they have a program where you can pay $1,200 for the delivery of your baby. Um, I think a lot of people say, oh, I don't have insurance, I can't afford this, and they don't realize the resource cash and carry, like that's really cheap in the grand scheme of a, of a delivery for a baby. And it's like $500 a day for the nursery. Um, having knowledge like that and being able to give information to ladies to empower them. Um, so they know what they're facing, what they deal with, what they have to deal with, um, is definitely something, um, that can help them make a better choice instead of one that's, based off of fear, the unknown. So they come through. We do that. We do the pregnancy test. They watch a video. We have a list of different videos that they're given. um, Fetal development. We have ones on the abortion procedure. We have ones that show actual abortion stuff. um, Ones on adoption. Ones on the gospel. So we have a a really broad... um, list of videos they can choose from if they choose to watch one. And then after that, um, if they're positive, we will either get them in that day if, particularly if they're wanting an abortion, we get them in for ultrasound so they could see their baby or we'll reschedule them to come back a little week or two later if they're still early and feel they need to wait a little bit. Um, So that's kind of what it looks like a process of when a girl walks in one day some of them come back for we have a baby closet here we give out diapers and formula and stuff like that so some of them we see coming back for things like that that we can give them a little material aid and assistance um but yeah
0: no it's it's powerful stuff and and it if every city had a first choice i think the the world would be much much better off um, I, I don't want to get you in trouble because obviously you're in you are the interim executive director at a nonprofit and the IRS wants to go after nonprofits. So I don't want it to get political. But there was an incident this week at the White House press briefing where Jen Psaki, the circle back girl, the White House uh, press secretary, she was asked what, whether Biden believes a 15 week old baby in the womb is a human being. And her response was worse than Nancy Pelosi's last week. Her response was, was very, very puzzling. I want to play that clip. And then I want to ask you, as part of this ministry, if you had the opportunity to talk to the president, what you would tell him to explain the basic humanity of an unborn child. So let's go ahead and play this cut, Mr. Producer. This is cut number one. Go ahead. One last question. Go ahead. One last question. Sure. Um, Does the president believe that a 15-week-old unborn baby is a human being? Are you asking me
1: if the president supports a woman's right to choose? He does. Go ahead.
0: So again, I don't want to get you in trouble for politics, but if you had the chance to sit in the room with the president of the United States and to explain to him that, yes, a 15-week-old baby is a human being. What would you tell them?
1: (sighs) Well, um, I think, you know, when the Bible passage talks about um, what you did for the least of these, I don't know that there's any person that's more of the least than an innocent, unborn, defenseless child. Um, I also, I mean, if you believe in God, like the president says he does, god is the the giver of life and with god there are no accidents so if he created that baby he created that baby with a purpose um, and a plan for that child's life that if you're following your religious beliefs um i don't see how you could deviate from that and approve of a barbaric procedure of going and ripping a child limb by limb, piece by piece from its mother's womb. Um, I would challenge anybody who supports abortion to actually go and look at what abortion is. A thousand, a picture is worth a thousand words. Abortion might sound pretty. It might, you know, but the reality of it, when you go and you look, a baby that's been dismembered um, eight, 10 weeks, and you see little arms and little legs, and they have to physically put that baby back together to make sure they got all of the baby body parts so that that mother doesn't hemorrhage to death. Um, If somebody can do that with a clear conscience and think that that is something God approves, then I'll give it to him. I don't really have much more. I wouldn't have much more to say to him about that.
0: So we, we have a little bit of time left. I have, I have a couple more questions I want to ask you, but this is probably the most unfortunate segue, but we are sponsored by We the People Holsters. Make sure you check out our sponsor, We the People Holsters at wethepeopleholsters.com forward slash CD. They start at just $40. They're made in America. They're custom molded to fit your exact firearm for a quick smooth draw they have thousands of different options and configurations to choose from plus a selection of custom printed holsters including a line with real tree camouflage so if you go hunting it'll match your hunting camouflage while you're there make sure you check out their complete line of patriotic t-shirts and their new edc tactical gun belt all of which again manufactured 100 in the united states and i would be remiss if i didn't tell you to make sure you add some of that bacon jerky to your shopping cart it's really good So show your support for our show and this great American company by going to wethepeopleholsters.com forward slash CD right now. And if you use promo code 10, not only we have a chance to buy this pretty cool holster, use our promo code CD10, you'll get $10 off your order, not 10%, 10 bucks. So the holsters start at $40. Use our promo code CD10, bam, $10 off, $30 out the door. So, again, go to wethepeopleholsters.com forward slash cd, peopleholsters.com forward slash cd, and use promo code cd10 to get $10 off your order. So, there's lots of conversations about, obviously, Joe Biden's in the news. Catholic Church is considering cutting him off from the Eucharist because they say you can't be a Catholic and hold these positions. Uh, I don't want to dive to it. I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> I really don't want to get you in trouble with politics. But l- let's talk about it like this. There are no shortage of enemies out there, not not just, and I'm not talking about people who get abortions. Again, mm-hmm. when, when, when an abortion happens, there's not just one victim, there's multiple, mul- there's multiple victims mm-hmm. at, with every abortion procedure. But there are a lot of enemies out there who aren't the ones getting the abortion, but are the ones promoting it. The ones promoting the lie that it's not a human being, that somehow it's some other species, and it doesn't become a, a human being until the moment of delivery. Um, there's a lot of really evil people, evil messaging out there. And I know that First Choice has had to under, had to deal with that, especially given the fact that right down the street is that abortion clinic. Um, talk a bit about that, because for all of the work, the good work that First Choice does, there's always somewhere or someone or something that, that that's coming after the clinic in one way or, or another. Tell, I, I don't want to dive too deep into it, but tell our viewers just about some of the craziness that you or the clinic have had to endure by people that just don't want you to even exist.
1: Well, for starters, when we first opened <laughs> back in 2004, December of 2004, um, the abortion clinic director walked into our center upset when they found out who we were and what we were doing um so we've known from the very get-go um that we were under their skin when they showed up in here um but you know you we've had politicians um we've had different people that have said you know like we're in their sights it's definitely not a popular place to be when you're on the conservative side of the issue and you're defending life. If if all these folks that defended death um, so staunchly as they do just gave a little bit of that in supporting life, things would look so different. Um, I mean, even the abortion clinic has on their website like a warning not to come to us. Um, They left a fake bad review
0: the other day, didn't they? They left a fake bad review.
1: Different abortion (laughs) clinics here in town all have warnings about us. Um, They're not the ones out giving free ultrasounds to show women what's inside of them before they offer them an abortion. We are. We're not sitting here profiting off of anyone's choice. They leave here, they're educated, they know what is going on within them. They have information and resources available to them for any options that they choose. Um, they leave here educated, and um, it's unfortunate that the abortion industry wants people to make decisions um, from a situ- from a position that they lack education, knowledge, um, and an understanding of what they're doing it's not the abortion clinic that deals with them later when the when the rubber meets the road and they're having those issues you know a lot of women towards turn to drugs alcohol suicide um after abortions the abortion clinic isn't there to help you later they're there to take your money and then you're not their problem anymore so yeah uh, pregnancy centers across the country, we definitely are one of the busiest in the country, the busiest that I'm aware of. Um, just for stats, I pulled stats for you because I thought you'd probably want them. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um, in 2021, so far, we've had um, 1,764 clients. We've done 1,734 pregnancy tests. Out of those pregnancy tests, 820 of them have been abortion-minded women which is 47%, which is really high. Um, Here at First Choice, we actually just target abortion-minded. Those are the people we want to reach out to. 912 of them are abortion-vulnerable, which is the other 52%. -hmm. We've done 1,482 ultrasounds. And of those 1,764 clients, 1,613 heard the gospel. So... Uh, the amount of clients we see in a day, uh, a lot of pregnancy centers see in a week. Um, just the two weeks ago we had one day where we, it was the busiest day on record here that we know of. We did 29 pregnancy tests and 16 ultrasounds, an abortion reversal pill. And we had three other separate, um, clients come in here for other stuff, the amount of client load we have coming through here um god has definitely blessed us in being able to reach those people but um being able to handle that load you know it increases your costs
0: so let me let's talk about that and i'll I'll give you the chance to make the pitch i mentioned earlier that anyone listening or watching because we are on video and this will go out in the audio version of the podcast too. Um, anyone who is interested in donating can do so at the link. We put it in the description. I posted it in the comment section. I'll do it again right now. Donate.firstchoicefriendslv.org. Um, obviously, with the, the, it's a double-edged sword in a way. that it, It's good that people are coming in, and, and that means you're reaching more people. But with that, as you mentioned, brings more costs. And with the coronavirus restrictions, it was a lot harder to raise money over the past year talk about what the center needs talk about what a donation will go towards and uh and 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 make the pitch for why why you need people's help
1: so um as i said all of our the majority of our manpower here is through volunteers um we are pretty bare bare bones skeleton crew of actual staff so all the money that comes into us goes really towards operational stuff. It takes approximately $250 um, to save the life of a baby. Um, to operate the center for a day takes roughly $1,700, which in the grand scheme of things is super cheap <laughs> um, to be able to to see the, the load of clients that we do on a daily basis for $1,700. Um, we really don't have any like fluffy programs or anything that any of the expenses go to pretty much all expenses just go to operational, um, fees, expenses, um, which would be like paying staff, pregnancy tests, ultrasound machine stuff. Um, just stuff like that. Um, as max was saying, we haven't really been able to do many events cause of Corona. We, we generally have a March for life in March. Um, which is one of our main fundraisers annually that we weren't able to do this year. And we have an annual fall banquet, which we weren't able to do last fall because of Corona as well. So with all of that kind of, um, change that everybody had to endure with being locked down, a lot of nonprofits really took, took a good hit in that. And, um, we're one of them.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's it's true so anyone who if, if you're watching if you're listening to this if you can donate please do donate I, i'm telling you not just because i'm on the board not just because i visited there many times the work they do is is unbelievable the, las vegas the world is made so much better by this clinic being open and i was reading one stat it seems crazy that 10 percent is that right 10 percent of the of the local school children have have gone through this clinic or, or have a family that's gone through the clinic. It, it, it's unbelievable the work that First Choice is doing. And just the idea of the clinic closing its doors and allowing the abortion clinic at the end of the street to just operate unchecked. I shudder at the thought of, of what, what what it would be like if First Choice wasn't able to to, to minister to to women in need so again if you can please do donate at donate.firstchoicefriendslv.org link is in the description and i posted it in the comment section well i want to and thank I, you deb i don't can want to add one Go thing ahead. to that yeah i just yeah, want, sure.
1: i guess i should have added too that um we're not funded by any government funding um we're strictly funded through um, churches uh, businesses and individuals um, So I just wanted to add that and that we are a 501 C three nonprofit.
0: Yes. So it is tax deductible. Why? I don't want to take too much of your time because you have a clinic to run. You have babies to save. Um, But I wanted to thank you so much, Deb, for coming on the show. I I really do appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Max.
0: No problem. That was Deb Costello, interim executive director of first choice pregnancy services, uh, the busiest pro-life pregnancy center in the country located in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. So if you, if you can imagine the stories of a, of a pro-life pregnancy center operating in in Las Vegas, if you can dream it up, they've, they've experienced it. We're gonna take a real quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna shift gears, and we're gonna talk about election fraud, specifically what's been going on in Arizona, the news that Pennsylvania might be next, that they're preparing subpoenas in Pennsylvania. We might be able to get a call from Joe. Hopefully we can connect with Joe and have him call in because we've wanted him to talk about this for a while, he's been out of town. Um, so don't go anywhere, we'll be right back on the other side of this quick break. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, We fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top.